0: Welcome to Madam's Hoes and Gigolos, a podcast about the history of sex work and historical events surrounding sexual revolutions. I'm your host, Heather, and with me are my friends, Connor and Anthony. And today we have a special guest. Our guest is a Los Angeles based stand up comedian. Her comedy has been featured on Fox, Hulu, BET, On the Fly TV, and Comedy Time TV. She hosts the Married to Bravo podcast, which is available on iTunes and Spotify and has a popular YouTube recapping show, which recaps guilty pleasures of mine, 90 Day Fiance, Big Brother, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and MTV The Challenge. She has also performed for The Troops with Armed Forces Entertainment and has traveled to Kosovo, Germany, Belgium, Austria, Italy, and Spain with AFE and will be appearing in Amazon's Prime, Laugh After Dark. Jolene was also the one of three finalists in Lonnie Love's Laugh Off, a national comedy competition sponsored by comedian Lonnie Love and Fox's Real Talk Show. She also co-produces The Mermaid Comedy Hour, a monthly show at The Hollywood Improv, which is also the longest-running all-female stand-up comedy show in Los Angeles. Please welcome Friend in My Head, now friend to the podcast. She's the epitome of women supporting women, Jolene Lunzer,
1: <laughs> welcome, Jolene. Thank
0: you so
2: much. Thank you, guys. I am excited to be here. Yeah, We're excited.
0: I'm so excited to have you.
3: We actually saw Thank Jolene you. just a couple nights ago. We went to the improv and we watched the Mermaid Comedy Hour. I didn't realize that that was the longest running female
4: comedy troupe. It how was... long has that? How long has that been going, Jolene? Six months.
2: Well, yeah, two days um, with, uh, you know, we women can't stick together. Um, no, we just celebrated. I think we celebrated four years before the pandemic. So now with the pandemic, it's like, how long has anything been? But it's been years and years of us putting up um, women in stand-up and it being a woman
0: run and woman performed stand-up show in Hollywood. So, And you know what I liked about it? I liked that. I was able to laugh at stupid things again, because I feel like with the <laughs> pandemic, we're on social media and things that are so asinine and stupid right now that we're just like, what the hell is happening? This doesn't make sense. But yet, if we were to post something on social media, someone would be like, you're an asshole, fuck you, you know? And it's <laughs> like, wait, no, it was just a silly, funny joke. It felt great to laugh about everything that's, that. The, that's going on right now. And just like being in a room with people and feeling that energy and being like, okay, you know what, we can make fun of these things. It's okay. Like there is nothing wrong. It's all with good intentions and yeah.
4: And was that the first show back live was was that was yes. that a particular show that we went to Oh, really
2: yes so we haven't performed we were doing monthly we did uh bi-weekly for a little bit um through our run but we haven't performed the mermaid comedy hour since um march 2020 so wow. well over a year like a year and a half wow. and that's the longest break i started stand-up comedy in 2009 that's the longest break i've had i've only performed three times live this year where on a normal year you're you know performing all the time so it's it's weird but i, I do think what you're saying is right is people miss that um that uh, the you know, opportunity to sit in a room and just watch people talk on the stage. It's like the last art form that people pay for to just hear one person with a microphone talking on a stage, whether it's like, no matter what the topic is, you know, there are, you know, every comedian has different styles, but there's just something so intimate and something so great that no other art form can produce that stand-up produces. Right. So. It's like
0: saying the quiet part out loud, but with comedy, mm-hmm. kind of like, yes. Hann- kind of like Hannibal Burris from our Cosby episode yes. that we just did, who said the quiet part out loud and look what happened. Yes. Yeah. I love Hannibal Burris. I mean,
2: yes. he changed the game with the Cosby situation. No one was really talking about it. And then he put it to the forefront and it was just like, by simply what you're saying, just saying out loud, right. You know what we all kind of knew, but maybe not all of us knew.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just, well, we just covered the Cosby in a two-part episode, and we broke it all down on how problematic it was, what Hannibal Burris finally was said the quiet part out loud, and then people shifted the views after, you know, victim-blaming. So... Mm-hmm. And here we are again!
3: And speaking of victim-blaming, we have an interesting episode here that I'm still not quite sure how to feel about all this, but I guess we'll find out, because up until now... I'm kind of,
4: uh, you're going to victim blame, aren't you?
3: I, you? I don't know the whole story. <laughs> well, you are
0: going to learn I, the whole story. I heard today. that
3: John Wayne Bobbitt was not the best husband, but also cutting off his dick kind of crossed a line for me. So I <laughs> will see which side I'm on by the end of this episode.
0: Okay. So then I have to ask you on that. Have you ever heard the saying, I better get home or the ducks will have something to eat?
3: You know, it's interesting that you ask that. No, of course I haven't heard that. Is that a saying? That is a
0: saying. uh, You guys have
3: all heard that?
4: Okay. I've never heard that. What is it? I've never heard that. Yeah.
0: No. It's a saying that became fashionable in the 1970s for the humiliated Thai wives who had to wait for their philandering husbands to fall asleep and they would quickly sever his penis with a knife.
3: Wait, this was a regular occurrence? Yes. Oh, I don't like this one bit.
0: Yes. Wives were taking these amputations and tossing them under the house and would feed them to the ducks.
4: Gotcha. No, I've never heard that before. And women were publicly
0: encouraging others and inciting scorn women for these acts. And this became an epidemic in Thailand during the 70s.
4: Well, I've learned Whoa. something that ducks have a steady diet of penis. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I didn't even know they ate meat. I mean, I could put no. a self-deprecating joke
0: in here. <laughs> so most of these organs, if they weren't swallowed by a duck, were not really successfully replanted because it was Thailand. And the miracle that any survived, four physicians in a hospital in Bangkok did their best at attempting 18 re-implantations. But they did not have access to a microscope for night. <laughs> or knowledge of microvascularity surgeons.
3: Wow, and of course, Bangkok. just for extra (laughs) comedy.
0: One night in Bangkok. (laughs) The doctors had to rely on old school methods of utilizing paper reports on how to doctor and had to ask colleagues how to learn and how to improve surgical techniques. Straightforward photographs and supplemental texts were all they had, so obviously, not very many penises were put back together again.
4: Well, right. you know, without microscopes, how could you? you know? Right? It's ridiculous, <laughs> but if you if
3: you haven't figured it out by now, on this episode of Madam's Hose and Jigolos, we're going to discuss uh, the cut heard around the world and what led up to the events, the trial, and uh, what changed, and how could it shape the way that we look at domestic violence today, marital rape, gender dynamics.
0: Trigger warning, domestic violence, sexual assault.
4: So wait, before we get started, um, I know that you, like, Connor, you know nothing about... Like, I, the, you you just know pretty much what we all yeah not even hearing. nothing. I feel like I know what everybody knows. Right. Twenty five years ago. Okay, gotcha. Jolene, did you watch the documentary? or, or are you well versed in this this bobbit?
0: Do you know what's coming? Scenario? I did.
4: <laughs> oh, I shit. know
2: what's coming. Pun intended. With the bobbit,
1: <laughs>
2: I'm excited for what's coming and what's going to be taken off. So I yes, I'm ready. I'm ready for the bobbit situation.
4: I saw episode one. That's it. Okay, well, okay. I, yeah, so I, I, I feel like I don't have the full picture yet, but I'm, I'm getting kind of a, I have an okay idea. The extended it. cut? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> the first cut.
0: All right. <laughs> so on June 23rd, 1993, between 3.30 and 4.30 a.m., Lorena Bobbitt cut off the penis of her sleeping husband, John Wayne Bobbitt, in Manassas, Virginia. The case was an immediate sensation. How could it not be? Hyped up by both journalists and comedians, her trial in January 1994 was the world's number one media event. Had Lorena murdered her sleeping husband, her name would not even be a household name. Just two years before this incident occurred, more than 100 Marines and Navy aviators, some wearing t-shirts that said women are property, had sexually assaulted 83 women and 7 men at a Las Vegas Hilton. It became known as the Tailhook Scandal. A month later, an African-American law professor named Anita Hill, having accused Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas of sexual harassment, was grilled by white lawmakers who demanded, Are you a scorned woman? In the matters of harassment and assault, women were used to nothing happening at this time. Lorena was the personification of female victimization, or a psycho bitch. John was the living embodiment of male brutality, or the poster boy for a guy just lucky in love. It all depended on whose side you were on, and however you looked at it, the principal players were either symbols or laughingstocks. But how did the penis of John Wayne Bobbitt end up in a grassy field across the street from a 7-Eleven? How did it change public views on marital rape and domestic violence in the early 90s? Only one month before, marital rape was outlawed in 50 states. This story has the making of a radical feminist and urban legend. Boy meets girl. Boy marries girl. Girl becomes victim. Girl cuts off sleeping husband's penis with a kitchen knife. You know.
3: (laughs) Eh? uh, What a twist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a horror movie, right? Have they made one? (laughs) Of a woman who cuts off a penis? I mean, maybe a porn. I'm sure there's some kind of fetish there. Going back to your internet rules.
3: Uh, that's right. Yeah, I was gonna say are you are you crazy? But yeah, you're right. That's uh, rule 34
0: The media was really interested in the injury of John Bobbitt and minimizing Lorena's trauma and the abuse in favor of a more salacious focus But Lorena had made every man realize that their greatest fear was in fact possibly a reality in a bizarre culture of America John had attempted to make a career out of being a victim of every man's worst fear the separation of his manhood.
4: I don't know if it's every man's worst fear.
0: You're not. Mm. You're not afraid of getting your penis.
4: I'm more afraid of spiders. I gotta tell you. <laughs> well, you're more likely to be bitten by a spider for sure. <laughs> if I didn't right. have a penis, I'd probably stay out of trouble.
0: Did you hear about the girl in in 2017 who tied up her husband, cut off his penis, and put it in a garbage disposal?
3: No. What happened?
0: <laughs> she. They. They were living together. She lived in Orange County. They were living together. But getting a divorce, and she tied him up, cut off his penis, and put it in the garbage disposal, and now she's serving life in prison.
3: Yeah, that's fucked up. That's why. Because
4: you can't reattach it then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was premeditated because she tied him up and did it.
4: Yeah. Okay. So I I don't know if you get to this, but what's... I mean, can he use... I remember the porno, the the John Wayne mm -hmm. Bobbitt porno, but... He can't really use it, right?
0: Sir, we are going to answer those questions okay. when we get okay. to the red part. Good. Good, I can't
4: wait. <laughs> I just want to know if it works. Because right. then, then who cares if she put it in the garbage disposal?
0: <laughs> oh, wait, that guy? That, I, don't, I, I don't know about no, that guy. I mean,
4: like, if John Wayne Bobbitt surgery didn't really work and it's just kind of an ornament, then who gives a shit what you do with it afterwards?
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Probably he didn't. He wasn't very good. I'm thinking because we saw that porno, and if he thought he was a superstar, then
3: we did do some research and we found his his video. Did please, we watch it? Please don't make
0: me watch it. Please don't make me watch it.
3: Did we not? I, I think we... we
0: did, and that's how we got to this topic. So can we move forward? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad
2: I didn't watch it. I remember hearing about his porn, but I I would never want to see him in a
0: porn.
4: I think we should put it on the screen again. <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> I am enjoying the cat in the background.
4: Can it, we just look at the cat?
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it
4: basically works like a Reebok
3: pump, by the way. Uh, so, oh, right? okay. Oh, you is gotta, it, is, isn't yeah. he the one that has but, to like squeeze the nuts? No, not him.
0: This isn't like that? No.
3: He's got the normal You guys, I'm gonna
0: answer all these questions for you. They always do this, they're always like, oh.
3: We gotta say something, otherwise you're reading 11 pages and we got nothing to offer.
0: This is why I love you guys. So Lorena Gallo, born in Ecuador in 1969, was raised in Venezuela. In 1987, she came to the U.S. on a student visa, enrolling in the Northern Virginia Community College. At a dance hall near the Quantico Marine Corps base in northeastern Virginia, Lorena met Lance Corporal John Wayne Bobbitt of Niagara Falls, New York. Wanting an American dream, she fell in love with her handsome blue-eyed Marine. Why do you have to put that on the oh, screen right Jesus,
4: now? Jesus, it looks like it's wrapped in bacon. Pulled, pull,
0: he just pulled up the penis.
4: <laughs> I, 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 had to, I had to refresh my memory. I'm sorry. Oh,
3: I wish I hadn't seen it the, this first time.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get back to their dating, okay? All right. They dated for a period of approximately 10 months. Their dates were always chaperoned, as customary in both Lorena's family and as with the Castros, a Latin American family with whom Lorena was living with. Over the objections of the Castro family, Lorena and John were married in a civil ceremony on June 18th, 1989, shortly before Lorena's visa was due to expire.
3: She was 20 years old and had a chaperone on her dates?
0: Yeah, that was their, their custom. Huh. I mean, she was she was strictly religious. She was Catholic. So that was basically, you know, I think other religions do that, like Mormons do that. Yeah, that you is have true. chaperones? Okay. That
4: is true. Well, I,
0: did you date a Mormon?
4: I date. It's <laughs> <That's> such <laughs> a tricky word. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I have I have uh, dated a couple of Mormon
0: girls. Did, did you have chaperones?
4: No, um, I wasn't really accepted, so it was kind of <laughs> on the hush. Oh. You know? First off, I'm not Mormon. Secondly, I'm black. <laughs> um, usually. Mormon girls aren't supposed to date black guys. Really? Well, they can't get married in the wow. temple, that's for sure. That's if a they're... rule. Well yeah. Kind of an unsaid rule. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. Joseph
2: Smith wrote that down and was like, no, we're not doing
4: that. <laughs> well, wow. salamander that. papers or whatever that was, right? That's <laughs> you <laughs> can have
0: multiple wives, but you cannot have a black husband.
4: Well, no. So I mean, I don't I Anthony, just, you were the forbidden it's... fruit. You know, I don't think it's like a blacker the berry, rule. sweeter the juice. <laughs> <laughs> <it>? But Mormons <laughs> typically uh, can only be with Mormons, and Mormons are. There's not a lot of mostly, black Mormons. You know, I've I've met a few. Like I've met an Asian Mormon. You know, there, we went to school with a couple of Asian Mormons. Huh. Oh yeah, but, but it's not really. It's typically more white people who are Mormons. I don't yeah. think they really accept too many outsiders.
2: Yeah, you do see a lot of white people Mormons. I feel like Lorena's Catholicism was pretty strict because I was raised Catholic, but maybe she just didn't have alcoholic parents because nobody chaperoned me. You know what I mean? And I feel like
0: most Catholics are alcoholics, right? Is that, is that just me? <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah, my ex-husband <laughs> yes. is, uh, was Catholic yeah. and fucking rager, man. <laughs> <laughs> According to court testimony, the early months of their marriage were marked by displays of jealousy and possessiveness by both parties. Lorena became pregnant in the spring of 1990. Anxious to expand upon her American dream and having a dream house and family, she prepared a special announcement for John. She bought a tiny baby bib, waited for the private moment together, and gently laid it on his chest. Instead of bringing them closer together, like she had hoped, the news of the pregnancy drove them apart. John was angry and cursing at her. He insisted they weren't ready. They couldn't afford a baby and that she wouldn't be a good mother. She should have an abortion. John had his own unresolved fears about becoming a father. He even acknowledged that he can relate to Lorena because his father was abusive to his mother until he walked out. John was raised by his aunt and grew up with his cousins, occasionally seeing his mom on holidays. John was abandoned by his mother and father as a child and raised by relatives. And in many ways, he was immature and narcissistic. Elements of their relationship suggested that he wanted Lorena to fill the role of both wife and mother that he never had. Perhaps the idea that a child, even his own child, might compete with him for her maternal affections was intolerable. Lorena was stunned. She had been raised in a traditional Catholic home. She had always believed that a child was the greatest gift a woman can give her husband. Lorena pleaded, He would not relent and when she told him that she would have the baby anyways, he threatened to leave her. But divorce is unthinkable to Lorena in her religion. She had been raised to believe that a couple must be willing to make any sacrifice to keep a marriage afloat. So lacking the support and torn between her love of, of her unborn child and her duty to her husband, Lorena gave in. It was then her dream of creating a happy home and a family was irrevocably shattered. And in June of 1990, when she would be celebrating her first wedding anniversary, Lorena had an abortion. To ensure that the deed was done, John accompanied her to the clinic. When she asked him what it would be like, he told her that they would stick needles into her arm. And because she was terrified and distraught, a nurse had to move her away from John, whom Lorena testified was taunting and laughing at her. And despite this and other obvious warning signs, the clinic counselors and the abortionists did nothing to help Lorena although it was clear that she was not freely wanting to have this abortion.
4: So, okay, not only did he, he was, like, forcing her to have an abortion, He's like, fucking with her the entire yeah, time. Yeah, he was being a dick he about it. he was taunting it. her. That's not in the first episode, I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> Why would they stick needles in her arm, though? That, like, that's not how it he's, works. He's just mess- she probably is afraid of needles, and he's probably just messing with her mind, right? Yeah.
0: Well, um, I would imagine that they have to put some kind of
4: well, yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, he's like, like, you know, they're just gonna keep jabbing you with needles. Like that's kind of, a yeah, but they don't. Up they image. don't have to do needles at all. What are you talking about? How do you know? I know. <laughs> I've
3: I've uh, done research. <laughs> well, you,
0: they don't put put meds on.
3: No, like, there's two types of abortions. There's the uh,
0: there's the pill, the
3: surgical kind where they go in there with a vacuum and just and it's easy as pie, out one done. And then there's the <laughs> pill, which basically f- causes a miscarriage. Yes.
4: And you. You know, go through the whole cramping and is and, that is that current times though? I mean, this is like what early the, yeah they
0: they didn't have the pill um, at this time. This the the that pill was the pill wasn't invented because I remember when I was first pregnant with my daughter, I wanted the pill and it just became a thing. And you had so many hoops you had to jump through in order to get approved. And um, I was too far along and I backed out and begged him to leave me instead. <laughs> now she's twenty. So the loss of the child was a tremendous blow against Lorena. She felt morally devastated. Her ideal of a dream and having a family shattered. She lost interest in activities she had previously enjoyed and experienced her first reported case of major depression. She also resented John. John acted oblivious to Lorena's feelings. According to John's perspective, Lorena only felt bad the rest of the day and then the next day. And by the time we went to bed, she was all right. And he just hugged her and told her, you know, just forget about it because, you know, yeah, you just it's, go through a traumatic event and you're like, just forget about it.
4: That's ridiculous. This John guy, you know, again, what? episode one, I think paints him in a, in a much brighter light than, yeah, start than- <laughs> starting to not like him so far,
0: but okay. Uh, yeah. I knew I would sway you guys. I knew it. I feel like the moral of the story
2: is never name your son, John Wayne, because you're going to get John Wayne Bobbitt, John Wayne Gacy, like
0: not a good oh, name. Yeah. Or maybe never just give them two names.
1: Oh
3: yeah. Well, two first
4: names yes. is, is serial not killer. Two first names, well, right? yes, yeah, that's true. So well, maybe if that's your
0: last name.
4: Okay. Well, but but maybe she stopped a serial killer.
0: He figured that's all there was to it. The, what more could be said? And so the abortion became something they never talked about again but this very pain would continue to manifest itself in other ways. After the abortion, their fighting became more frequent, more violent, and petty. Lorena became sexually frigid, a common post-abortion problem. John would reprimand Lorena with every sign of her sadness, anger, or depression. Ugh. I mean, could you imagine? Stop being sad!
3: Yeah, Ugh. that's... Um, I can't imagine, because I know people like that.
0: I, I've experienced <laughs> people like that stop being sad Mm -hmm. why are you crying
3: what you got to be sad
4: about right
0: yeah (laughs) living a fucking good life wow (laughs) i'm feeling i'm
4: doing okay
0: (laughs) 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 like this is my therapy this is my therapy right now you guys he did not recognize that the sexual withdrawal was a sign of depression he saw her refusals as willful spite they became verbally and physically abusive to each other he taunted her with strings of extramarital affairs, and according to Lorena's testimony, it was at that time this episode of marital rape began.
4: I don't... Okay, so all of this, this stuff is happening. I know that she might be a little more stuck in the situation than he is, but I mean, he's claiming here that he's upset because she's not willing to have sex, right? Yes. Um, He can leave. Like, what, I don't understand why people don't just leave when they're unhappy.
3: Right. Well,
0: I mean, he was having affairs.
4: Was True. he at this point?
0: Yeah, I just read it.
3: Uh, it sounds like you said that he was uh, threatening to have extramarital affairs. Like, uh, I, I took Ta- it...
0: Okay, taunting her. Now, I could see where you would say that. Yeah, I, I,
3: I took it to understand, like, babe, you're going to give it up or what? Because I can okay. get this anywhere
4: I want. I can see that. No, I'm not going to yes. discount like, the, the controlling part of that, right? I mean, him wanting to control another person, that's that's something. But from what i'm hearing he sounds like he's not really into this either right but people just stay with each other right well and and, and stay unhappy for for years and yeah. abuse each other it's like go out and find somebody else yeah
3: but when you're married i guess he kind of expects that like the one person who is supposed to be available to me for that is not apparently he doesn't believe that well, yeah and i I think
2: she was available to him on so many levels that gave him this sense of power because the fact that she wanted this status as an American citizen Mm, and the fact that English is her second language. I feel like he's the type of guy that gets off on having he considers that power over her. He has something that she's looking for. So he's going to you know, she's uh, he looks at her immediately as a victim you know because she she can't she doesn't have the things that maybe someone born in the united states a woman born in the united states could pick up and go she can't and something in him could possibly get off on that like he's he's a pretty twisted dude that's true we learn about him through the series
3: and she can't really divorce him because uh she's not even here like she Remember, loses her, her status at that point. They they Correct. got married yeah. just before her visa was due to expire. So if right. they're no longer married and they haven't been, it's not like they were married for like five years or whatever. They were married like not even a year at this point, right? I say or, chop his
4: penis off. This, that's, a, that's what <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm, I'm good idea. Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm still not sold. Let's hear more.
0: <laughs> well, what we do learn during the courts is he does try to weaponize that against her where he's saying, well, she just wants a visa. So Jolene's on the money with that one. Yeah, He, he and, does try to weaponize it and say, she was just here for a visa and tried to get her deported. And
3: that, that could be another reason why he s- stays with her when he's unhappy because he's like, hey, if if I break up with her, she's got to be sent home. I'm like, why don't we just make this work? Let's just be happy. Is there love there? No. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> oh, I mean, it doesn't sound like it so far. Well, then- I don't
2: feel like there's love there either. I think it's more lust because I think when, you know, she was such a strict Catholic that she was a virgin at going into this marriage. Um, and they really didn't know each other. They were both very, very young. You have Mm -hmm. the whole power struggle thing of her you know, kind of needing him to stay in this country, and if it's similar to one of the guilty pleasures Heather and I watch is like 90 Day Fiance. When you marry someone um, uh, from outside of the country, you have to, uh, with a K-1 visa, you have to do like a promise 10 years. If it doesn't work, you will financially Uh. support this person, so he could have felt... Stuck
3: yeah, as well. They were both trapped.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel trapped, like exactly I feel like she was in love with the American dream. And that is what yes. mattered to her more was she wanted the house and the baby and the family and the blue-eyed marine. And that's what she wanted. And that was where her love was. And she just didn't really care who the 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 man was with at that time yes it's that
2: uh story that age-old story for us women we're conditioned to be like we can fix him, so we fall in love with the idea of who he could be rather than seeing what's in front of us what he is
4: and mm. we can't change it yeah no you definitely can't
0: <laughs> i feel no, like no. i i was lorena's age and i made similar mistakes to her like this so I kind of can get where her head is at because i was like i was like i i want the american dream and i want the kids and i want the happy family and blah 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 so in late 1990 a marine corps family advocacy review committee heard a case between lorena and john the committee determined that an incident of physical abuse was established on mrs bobbitt by lance corporal bobbitt The Quantico committee also recommended that John Bobbitt attend 12 sessions of a men's support group offered by the Marine Corps Family Service Center, beginning in January 1991, and that Lorena attend a dozen sessions of women's support group. Neither of the Bobbitts participated in those groups because he left the Marines on January 1st, 1991. Leaving John without steady employment, Lorena became the main breadwinner. Lorena's job as a manicurist? became the couple's main source of income. Their financial situation strained the relationship, and Lorena began stealing from her employer, Jana Bisuti.
4: Please tell me, because uh, I need to know more about Jana, the owner of the nail salon. In, in the episodes, do we start learning more about her?
0: A little bit. Uh, she's definitely, A little. She's, she's, um, she's got motives.
4: Because since does she like, financially support Lorena's like legal... Like her, her, her lawyers, and I
0: think she brokered. She like gives some... her new
4: wardrobe for for court.
0: I think she had high hopes of being able to profit off of Lorena, and like got her an agent who who did do favors for Lorena, like did do good things for her. But she
4: she hired a publicist, right, for Lorena. Hmm. Okay. Which was that a smart idea?
0: Um, I think he was able to help navigate the chaos.
3: I feel like he probably wasn't very effective because we don't know her story really until now.
0: Oh, you're so smart. Fuck.
3: (laughs) Am I? All right. Well, because, okay, so I'm I'm just thinking of stories like, you know, we all know the um, McDonald's hot coffee case, right? We make fun of that because like, that's like the case for like frivolous lawsuits. Mm -hmm. But that was like a serious thing. And if you ever like really look at what happened, McDonald's messed up. They were warned several times. This lady really got seriously burned and all she wanted was like 10,000 bucks to pay for her hospital bills and McDonald's sold her no so this ended up being a huge lawsuit and you know but still to this day McDonald's publicists made it look like she was just being frivolous and I think once again maybe John Wayne Bobbitt's publicists were uh more powerful who knows
0: I don't think he had any
3: well then somehow the uh the men of the world sided with him anyway well, yes, he the got patriarchy
0: his was his publicist. That
2: was what it was. <laughs> it worked for him. Howard Stern, Geraldo, everybody spoke on behalf of John Wayne Bobbitt. And so he was seen as, you know, kind of the victim in this instead of, you know, all these horrendous things he was being accused of and abuse and such. These men would, were in, would instead, you know, disparage. Lorena and Lorena's looks and there must be a reason.
1: Well,
4: Howard it, Stern
0: it. was fucking terrible.
4: In reality, terrible. they were they were defending getting their penises chopped off. I don't think they really know, yes. knew who John Wayne Bobbitt was.
0: Oh, sir, you are, dicks. Yes. you are going to <laughs> eat that sentence when you learn a little bit more.
4: There was a lot of dick in that sentence. So and, it's soon be, to
0: and soon it's going to be in your you're mouth. You're going
4: to eat it. <laughs> Hope you're hungry. You're going to eat those dicks, sir.
0: <laughs> so Lorena was caught embezzling $7,200. Lorena claimed to have taken the money out of desperation as she was the one supporting both her her husband and herself john Bobbitt, on the other hand said her actions just proved how greedy she was basuti made lorena pay the money back when she found out but they remained close and that same year lorena and john's home went into foreclosure and the couple separated and during the next three years they were separated twice but there was the bond between them that neither of them wanted to break. And after mutual promises to reform their behavior, they moved back into an apartment together. Finally, Lorena hoped that they could have the replacement baby she so desired. But as soon as the reunion started once again, things fell apart. Two days before the incident, Lorena sought out a restraining order, and she said she was told the papers would be typed and ready for my signature in two days on Wednesday the 23rd. The county's domestic relations court told her that the paperwork would have been ready for her signature on June 21st and that an appearance of the judge could have been scheduled for that afternoon. But Bobbitt didn't want to wait and went to lunch with a friend. She had mentioned to the courts about John's friend Robbie staying there, so she didn't think there would be a problem. She never signed official spousal abuse petition and never appeared in court. And around this time, John had asked for a divorce
3: okay so to answer anthony's first question why didn't he just leave it looks like he tried right that's what
4: i was just gonna say thank you connor yeah well (laughs) so
0: (laughs) so trigger warning for the gentleman here the castration of john bobbit and sexual assault
4: oh no triggers here that's this is the castration is my favorite part of this (laughs) I'm, I'm not, it really makes the story, right? I'm not looking forward <laughs> to <a> it. Me too! <laughs> I got some pictures over here, Connor. If you... uh, I saw
3: that other one. It's. I mean, first of all, the dick wasn't that impressive. The well, secondly... all the blood
4: is out of it. When is a dick impressive? It's when it's filled with blood, right?
2: Always an excuse.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's apparently a, a grower, not a shower.
0: <laughs> i'm just gonna keep quiet guys just gonna keep quiet that
4: is a really small cut off penis i'm just gonna say that right now it's...
0: why do you have all these john bleep and pictures
4: what's our topic today it's called show research okay i'm actually doing my job did she cut it at the base or just cut it in the
3: middle
0: i think she just went i don't i i don't think she cut it at the base I think she did yeah she left a little nubbin like was there like was
4: just a little
2: it wasn't right you know wasn't right to the skin they, oh,
4: yeah they also it. showed like his his surgery pictures right where his like scrotum and then yeah there was a little nubbin I like that that use of the word nubbin yep. the word.
2: she left him a little something I mean what a kind thoughtful woman
4: <laughs> it was probably easier to attach and that's what she was thinking the whole time mm-hmm. exactly let's give her the benefit of the <laughs> doubt on that one Connor
0: In the early morning hours of June 23rd, 1993, John returned to their apartment with his friend and house guest, Robert Johnston. After a night of drinking, Johnston retired to the living room, and John went to the bedroom where Lorena was asleep. According to Lorena, John raped her before falling asleep himself. John claims he can't remember any of this and has no recollection of performing any sexual acts with Lorena that night. John also claims he vaguely recalls petting, but no sexual acts john allegedly assaulted her and she went to the kitchen to get some water there happened to be a knife sitting next to the kitchen sink and she picked it up returning to the bedroom she sliced john's penis off since he was still heavily intoxicated he didn't realize or feel what was going on until it was over and there was a pool of blood on his bed
3: he must have been super intoxicated because
4: i don't know man i don't know if i could be that intoxicated
3: so I don't know if they answer this question in the documentary or if you know anyway but one thing that I've wondered for decades now is was it the kind of knife that she could just like whoosh, like that like a Ginsu knife or did, was it like a serrated edge and she had to sigh at it?
0: Um, the, They actually have a picture of they the knife online. It, yeah. I am not a chef connoisseur I don't know anything. I don't cook so I can't I don't even have a knife block I set I believe
4: it was a 10 inch.
0: It was 8 inches.
4: 7 inches Oh, I'm talking about the nice <laughs>
0: <six>. <laughs>
4: All I know is it was this big.
0: Of course, he would overestimate it. Yeah, f- f- of course he goes around telling people that, that,
3: that this is eight inches. This is my own fish story.
0: What, however long they tell you, just take away two inches.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the rule of two. Exactly.
0: Just take away two inches. Wait, I didn't know about that rule. <laughs> I just made it up.
3: Okay, I'm out there being honest and. <laughs>
0: You are not telling people (laughs) the size of your penis. Not you. You're not creepy like that. This guy might be.
4: (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) You're right.
0: John had realized what Lorena had done and woke his friend so the two of them could go to the hospital. Lorena, meanwhile, left with John's penis and his friend's Game Boy and just took off.
3: And the Game Boy.
0: (laughs) And the Game Boy. What game do you think they were playing? What game? What do you think was in the Game Boy?
4: Super Mario World. I would think Tetris. I'm going snake. Oh, wait, that's not on. That's not
0: right.
2: <laughs> oh, I wonder what she was going to do with the Game Boy. It's like I cut off my husband's favorite thing and his best friend's favorite thing. Right. I don't know what she was. Was she going to pawn
0: it? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Is <laughs> she just going to sit in the park and watch the sunset while she's playing snake? Like, what do you do with the yes. Game Boy? <laughs> I don't know. But eventually it became too difficult for her to drive and hold a penis at the same time. So... She threw it out the window into a field. I mean, it is hard to drive and hold something in your hand.
3: Yeah, but she could have put it in the passenger seat next to the Game Boy.
0: Do you want to see Bella Dan too?
3: Okay, a cup holder.
0: <laughs> cup holder. A cup holder. What if she put it because cars had those those cigarette lighters? She just put it right there. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh yes.
3: The smell of bacon. Oh, oh
4: no. that's, that's so not kosher. Um, going back to like, so he, he argues that he wasn't drunk though. He wasn't that drunk. Right. I'm sorry to go back to this, but
2: kind of crazy drink. That was just, what did he say? It was like, uh.
4: Yeah, a, he, like a, a candy drink, drink he said. Yeah, candy. Yeah, because yeah, it was
2: like Grand Marnier and something. I'm like, you were messed up, sir. You were right. messed up. He said he folded his clothes so he wasn't drunk. And I'm like, I'm
0: pretty sure I can blackout fold my clothes. And blackout do a lot of things.
4: That's what I'm most know. productive, actually. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> there was one time
0: I went to Vegas with a bunch of girlfriends. And I was sharing a hotel r- room with one of my best friends. And I cleaned the whole room. And then, I, I mean, we were drunk. And I cleaned the whole room. And then the next morning woke up and thanked her for cleaning the room and she's like bitch I didn't do this you cleaned it I was like oh I did that's not like me but I'm like hey thanks for cleaning the the hotel room last night like that was really nice she's like bitch I didn't do this you did this I was
4: like oh well you can come over to my house drunk anytime no you
0: don't drink I don't drink because one of the last times I drank I ended up making out with your roommate and don't... Oh, that's
4: right that's right you did. <laughs>
0: (laughs) me and i had to find him on on tender to remember who he was yeah (laughs) that's another true story (laughs) so this is it does not
3: have a serrated edge but it still doesn't look to me like it uh like it's able to just you know like that like i still feel like you'd have to saw
4: for a bit
0: it was a clean cut
4: yeah i mean it could be really sharp
2: yeah, maybe they right. just got it sharpened because yeah. you can go to like the farmer's market and get them sharpened. My husband does. He's the chef in the house. So our knives are real sharp. Tell so him to he watch doesn't his mess penis. around. He, he
3: does. He does. No, he's very He's very trusting, obviously. He's...
0: That is the sign of a healthy marriage when yeah. you can have sharp knives and sharpen them regularly.
4: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: I don't even have knives and I'm not even married.
4: Uh, then I will go to your
0: house. <laughs> So Lorena said, I remember I couldn't make a turn because my hands had something in them. And so I tried to turn, but then I saw that I had it in my hand, Lorena said in a 1993 ABC News interview. I looked at it and I screamed and I just threw it out the window and drove off as fast as I can, Lorena said. Well,
4: and there's something like when I watched that episode too, is there something that was really lost in translation translation and, and her broken English? Is that I think that when she was explaining things, they were being taken way too literally.
0: Yes. Yes. You
4: know, yes. And, and and it was just I, I think it was so unfair, you know, what they were they were quoting and what they weren't quoting. And, and, you know, I, I think that somebody should have been there to, to to make sure that she really didn't have to speak to too many people about this whole thing. Yeah, wasn't fair. clearly
2: she was in shock. Right. You know, I mean, she you literally we talked about you don't have to hold the dick and drive, but she was still so in shock at what she'd done. Right. She's holding the wiener and trying to drive. So she didn't even do the two and ten or three and whatever <laughs> you're supposed to do. So she was forgoing her own safety. Clearly, she was in shock. You would think that after someone cut someone's wiener off you might think, yeah, they might not be all here right now.
4: Right. But. And, and I mean, imagine like us explaining shock is difficult. Imagine if you're trying to do it in a, in a, in a language that you don't really speak very well.
0: Exactly. You know? So at Fred's urging, Lorena contacted the police and told them where she had thrown the penis and the police had located. The police brought it to Prince William Hospital, where John's houseguest had taken John a short time before. John lost a third of his blood volume.
4: My favorite part of that first episode is how, like, uncomfortable men are with dicks. First of all, like, them, like, standing in the field, like, I'm not touching it. Like, it was like right. Oh. Like, was so afraid of this dick.
0: Or the other guy, like, <laughs> accidentally stepped on it. He was like, I just felt something funny <laughs> yeah. under my foot. And then th- it was right there. And then, yeah. Or like That's the so true. Role. I like when he was... Uh, john wayne
2: bobbitt was explaining like all oh, you guys touch my dick and you touch my dick and you touch my dick i thought you guys should take you out to eat and you're like
0: okay john okay <laughs> but i feel like there is an irony in the fact that they had to put the the dick in a big bite Seven yeah. Eleven hot dog box
4: yeah it should have been in a regular <laughs> right it, it should not have been
0: a big bite still protecting
2: his
1: ego despite,
4: <laughs>
3: right know, eight
4: more dicks in that in that little big bite
3: <laughs> container I'm just staring at this picture, and I think Anthony's right. I think it's the fact that it doesn't have any blood in it, so it's, it's it seems pretty. You've it,
0: really been staring oh at God, really? all this this whole time. We, again,
3: show research, okay? Yeah,
0: oh my God, your face! You are mortified right now. Uh, it's
3: a uh, it's it's only a little bit below the tip, so it's obviously like maybe that's yeah, halfway
4: down. There, there is a lot of shrinkage going on there, and again, it's it's because there's no blood in it right that's just that's that's it like that's even, what I'm going with. even less than flaccid it's doctor, just... but i think <laughs> i think i know what i'm talking about here
0: <laughs> the law enforcement found the missing organ they didn't retrieve it right away because none of them had gloves instead they called the ems squad and waited around until an ambulance arrived with gloves after retrieving it police went into the convenience store and filled a big bite hot dog bag with ice and the mutilated organ. It was reattached by Dr. James Sin, a urologist, and Dr. David Berman, a plastic surgeon, in a near miraculously nine and a half hour operation. Wow. Now I know some listeners are wondering, can John Bobbitt still get a full erection? Well, some reports say no, and John himself said he did after two weeks after the procedure, and the first person he called after he got an erection, can you guys guess who it was?
3: It was not his ex-wife, right? No. <laughs> Lorena. No? It was... Um,
0: the police. Who's the first person you would call if your dick got cut off and then you got an erection? Who would you call?
4: Well, you see, I know the answer. So, I, but who would I really call? Is, uh-huh. it, is it an ex-girlfriend? Mm, okay. I'd probably hmm. coworker, Trusted he friend? He doesn't have a job. Oh, to tell that I've gotten my first erection. His mom, yes. No, get out of he here. Called
0: his mother that didn't even raise him.
4: See, I'd probably call like my wow. Best friend. Talk
0: about mommy issues, right? right? Shit, hey, mom, like some... I can get my penis hard.
2: <laughs> you didn't love me enough, and my dick's still hard. It's so <laughs> yes. creepy. This dude is so right. creepy.
3: You didn't raise me, but I can raise it myself.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Yes, I've raised it on my wow. own. <laughs> Yeah, But I actually started doing a little bit more research and it turns out he could gradually start working to an erection. It started getting a little harder and a little harder over time mm. when the nerves started connecting again. Mm. Cause like for my experience with my job, I know when women have C-sections, it takes them at least two years to at least get feeling back in that area mm-hmm. because all the nerves have been cut and now they have to reattach and it takes time. So for from what I gathered when I was doing more research and not going against, you know, John, who is a man, it gradually came back to him over time. And what we saw in that porn that I'll never forget—it wasn't entirely <laughs> hard because we were both like, "Oh, no, that's he, it."
4: No, yeah, it was, it was, it was awkward. Yeah, he definitely had to mash. <laughs> Those it girls in. were
0: slapping. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's like they were trying Boy, to wake it up every the right time. Come you on. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that though? Like, why? Why? Why, why put what? yourself in in a porn?
3: Well, I'm sure it wasn't his idea. I'm sure the porn studios were like, "Well, it's got to be the money." Who's? Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, hey, yeah. who? Who? Uh, it's like with any movie, you don't always get the best actor. You get the the name that's going to get the but sales. How much do you think they really
4: paid him for? Oh, I don't think they paid him much. They probably paid guys, him like 50 grand. guys, I have so
0: many answers for you. Okay.
4: <laughs> Maybe we should get your research earlier. So let's <laughs> stomp all over your Usually, your He just seems
2: like an attention whore as it is. Because right. he went in the documentary. They're talking about how he went to that John Wayne. Uh, he wanted to say John Wayne Gacy now. But he went to the John Wayne <laughs> Bobbitt <and> Gacy lookalike <laughs> contest. <laughs> When he was living in that small town in Wyoming uh, before the trial, I believe that's when Mm -hmm. they sent him there. And he still had to go out and be seen like he loved the celebrity of it. He would get his dick cut off again if he could get that kind of celebrity
0: back.
3: (laughs) You're probably right. He's
0: that type of guy. I feel like part of the reason why he did the porn was for his own ego. Like he wanted to prove to everybody he was a man because he Mm. attached masculinity and being a man to his penis and I feel like most toxic men do where they attach like I'm a man I have a big dick uh. yeah,
3: well, <laughs> probably right, and for him right. it's not about especially the size especially with that
0: sound but, effect uh.
3: Uh, he, he's also had sex with like 100 women since the the cutting and uh, and I think that's kind of a point of pride for him too
0: about how many women he's? oh yeah he brags about that
4: yeah well, and did you see like I remember how how like crazy his brothers were about it too yes. when they when they interviewed them like, like
2: I wanted to kill her yeah. you don't touch my brother's dick and you're
4: yeah. like calm down <laughs> right <I'm> like,
0: right. <laughs> She should have just murdered him. She did yeah, he, She did like, the what? worst yeah. thing to him. He it just, would have been
4: better if, they, if she just murdered him. Like, really? Wait, did they, did they actually <laughs> said that? Yeah, yeah. It's,
2: on, it's on YouTube. His you most it. prized possession or something. You think right. most important to him. The most important thing is his penis. Well, that's why he got his dick cut off then. Because if the right. most important <laughs> thing to uh, you uh, is your penis... Uh, you're asking for it at this point his brothers were creepy she yeah. should have got the three of them somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. if they
4: could have just laid in the line and just K- won. Yeah. Katana. <laughs> just
2: yeah.
4: kill bill the shit out of those dicks
0: yes kill bill kill willie kill <laughs> Lorena's statement she gave to the police without presence of an attorney she described the alleged rape and said that she was mad at john afterwards and that she complained He's always had an orgasm and doesn't wait for me to have an orgasm. He's selfish. I don't think it's fair. So I pulled back the sheets and then I did it. And this statement, which could make Lorena sound like an act of vengeance for John's failure to provide sexual gratification. But instead, they put a different spin on her story.
3: Well, yeah, well, her story, that was a really bad explanation on her part.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, English is her second language, as Anthony points out.
3: Yeah, but, you know, she's making it sound like that's why she did this.
0: In her defense, she did learn English from watching
2: soap operas and daytime talk shows where yes. she would hear that kind of
0: thought reiterated to her, you know? Right. Excellent point. I forgot about that point, that little detail.
4: <laughs> it was right after, right? No, yes. So she was already kind of frantic, didn't have a lawyer present. No. And again you know i i don't think that they they talked about how she was questioned right they just kind of gave that statement as right she she didn't have
0: anybody present and i'm sure she was probably just intimidated too about that the american legal system like sure yeah it's intimidating
4: and you know what he never waited for an orgasm and that means he's a shitty man and i'm not (laughs) even being sarcastic right but but you know again like cross the once. line not once you should get your dick cut off
0: no you are a giver i mean come on overachiever
4: we have responsibilities i get frustrated too. with
0: myself in the shower jesus
4: <laughs> <laughs> you tell yourself like come on get on with it already
0: <laughs> yeah i get frustrated like come on any day now <laughs> Did you have something to say or can I go? Nope. (laughs) Go go, go right ahead. You better give
4: orgasms, Connor, or else you're getting your dick chopped off. Uh,
0: Giving me an orgasm you're gonna give me an orgasm?
4: You didn't mean her, right? No, just give orgasms in general. Yeah, 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 okay, fine. All right. It's a two way street.
0: (laughs) Make love, give orgasms. (laughs) Okay. All right. John told the police that he didn't have sex with Lorena that night, but evidence suggests otherwise. This contradicted John's original position. He finally said he did have sex with her, but it was consensual. He ultimately told police that he often had sex while sleeping, but couldn't remember it. And he did remember removing some of Lorena's clothing.
4: That's bullshit. He often has sex while sleeping. That's absolute bullshit.
0: What is bullshit, Anthony?
4: That he's having sex while he's asleep. There's no way.
0: No way. That's how much of a man
2: he is. Like he can do it even when he's sleeping. This guy is delusional and sounds like a drunk. Like really, that is what's happening. If
3: he's often having sex while sleeping, then he's just blackout and like he's just not remembering stuff.
1: That's a wet
0: dream, bro. Like, (laughs) grow up. (laughs) Like I, I don't even think you can get erect when you're that drunk. I mean, I don't have a penis. You do. I, I don't even think you guys are heavy drinkers.
4: No, not anymore. But no i've never like woken up in the middle of having sex like i think if like my windows open and the wind's blowing just right it no. will wake me up <laughs> i mean fall, falling asleep during is a different story
0: <laughs> you've fallen asleep during sex who hasn't i mean i could probably write a book <laughs> don't many, guys get like i've um,
4: if... fallen asleep during sex that's that's, that's I've, I've women well fall connor asleep. so there's <laughs> 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 but don't
2: guys get like when they're drunk it's called like whiskey dick or
1: uh-huh. something yeah. and you yeah.
2: just you just can't get off is just, that what it is oh, it
3: makes it hard to to get uh, an to erection. St- to stay erect as well oh to
2: stay
0: erect i thought it yeah. was like you're i thought it was like taking a viagra
1: and you just
3: can't
0: <laughs> oh, it no. doesn't go away so Lorena was charged with malicious wounding for her with a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison if john's penis hadn't been successfully re- Reattached, Lorena would be in more trouble than she was, facing a maximum sentence of 40 years instead of the 20. News of Lorena's actions resulted in a whirlwind of media attention. Some women right activists thought the incident could lead more to awareness to domestic violence, but instead, the case became a tabloid sensation. Lorena Bobbitt's name was soon used in jokes about marital strife, and she was vilified in the medium for being a woman scorned. With Lorena indicted and women's voices rising, attorney Paul E. Paul E. B. Attorney Paul B. Ebert of Prince William County Commonwealth, Virginia examines Lorena's police statement. Six weeks later, he indicted John Bobbitt on the charge of marital sexual assault. The charge of marital sexual assault against John is controversial. Virginia has a rape law which carries a possible life sentence, a spousal rape law. That also carries a possible life sentence, but that applies only if the parties are separated. And a marital sexual assault law that carries a maximum of a 20-year sentence.
4: Was it like marital rape not even a thing?
0: No, until... it became legal a month before this happened. Wait, wait.
4: marital rape became legal? or illegal marital there wasn't even a a, a law a law
0: until the month before this happened like you couldn't
4: be raped by your husband it was it was not a thing right i think some states adopted it but federally maybe
0: federally all 50 states a month before marital rape became illegal one month before this happened so no they didn't know what to do they were what the hell happened plus John had said he wanted a divorce to her, but there were no like documents or anything. So technically they were still married. Mm-hmm. So with a new law that they don't know how to navigate and these little technicalities like, was he going to get a divorce? Was he not going to get a divorce? Were they separated? Were they married? What the fuck is happening? They it's didn't know what to do. It's
4: easy to get lost in the weeds and something like that and forget about what's important.
0: Is that a, is that a pun? Because, you know, <laughs> lost in he the was tall kind grass. Of, so, the Bobbitt case spawned numerous jokes, t-shirts, fodder over the radio and television talk shows, and more than 1,600 news articles and opinion pieces nationwide. Of course, news is never just what's out there, but rather what someone deems important. The more unusual, the better, especially when it comes to sex and violence. Yep. When the topic of his erection shifted focus on... Of the, on the conversation about the con- concept of masculinity instead of an open discussion about violence and domestic violence of con- marital rape. Comedians like David Letterman, Martin Lawrence, Robin Williams, Carlos Mencina, Andrew Dice Clay, and Weird Al Yankovic, and many more, all had their own takes on the event.
3: Uh, right here.
4: there was this guy who- Oh. Made his wife so mad one night That she cut off his wiener And when he finally came
3: Yeah, so that was Uh-oh. a Weird Al Yankovic song Headline News that had uh, the uh, the Bobbitt story Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding And then also the uh, caning in uh, Singapore Thank you, Of course,
2: Weird Al. He has everything. But I think the best comedy that came out of it, honestly, was Whoopi Goldberg's take on
3: it. I don't remember that
2: And we saw a little bit of it in um, the special. But, you know, because it came from, I feel like that was, I mean, there probably were other women comedians who had a take on it. But I I feel like we needed that women's voice because Mm -hmm. it was just kind of that cliched, typical guys like, oh, my wiener, you know. Um, (laughs) So you're just hearing from all these men because late night up until, well, it still is just mostly men in late night. So, you know, Letterman, Leno and stuff, it's the constant thing. So to hear Whoopi have a take on it from the woman's perspective. And like, now we finally have something because women, our whole lives, we're basically taught to like, you know, fear men because we, you know, have this thing, unfortunately, where, um, you know, there's just too many men, Serial killers. We're just not even when it comes to the assaults and all that stuff. So we're kind of always told that we're, you know, um, you know, we should be afraid. And all of us, I mean, pretty much every woman you probably come across has a story about either, you know, being attacked, unfortunately, or having a situation like this. So Whoopi Goldberg's like, finally, there's something that we can do to get back at them or to scare (laughs) them out of this shit. We have like, why didn't someone think of this sooner? And it sounds like from what Heather was saying, other countries did. America was just late to the party.
4: Mm -hmm. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. So. so here's my question for you, because you are in a male dominated industry. I as want a- to cut all their dicks off. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How yeah. is it different for you? Because it's hard to be a woman, a female woman comedian in a male dominated industry. And there's a lot of jokes that, you know, are against women. What is the dynamic like being a woman in the industry? on your side and what you see and how you see men get to tell different jokes and get away with a little bit more than women yes well speaking of dicks I
2: mean a man there's you probably don't know many stand-up comedians unless they're you know very very clean unless you're maybe talking about a Jim Gaffigan or something like that who aren't doing some kind of joke about their dicks in general but you only hear that stereotype like women only talk about their pussies it's like all guys talk about their dicks we talk about the things we have because we have them and that's our experience but for some reason and it's wrong when women do it but it's totally fine for guys to talk about sex and their dicks but if women do it they're a sexual comic or they're the slut comic or they put you in like a you know they did that with Amy Schumer even though she had lots of other material they do that with comedians like Nikki Glaser even though she has lots of material we should get to decide what we want to talk about the same way men get to decide but unfortunately the minute you bring up your vagina or anything having to do with your womanhood, Um, they're just like oh here we go again. That's all these bitches talk about but it's like everyone's just talking from their experience
4: You know, we were actually all talking about this very thing and it, it, I didn't even put it together until you just said it Jolene It's exactly what we were talking about in music and sexuality, right? I mean you can a man can write a song about pretty much anything but as soon as Cardi B comes out with something talking about her pussy every it, it yeah. sets the world on fire you know but
2: that's you know takes us back to the story we're talking about a man's dick gets cut off the world stopped everything changed <laughs> yeah. women every yeah. day get assaulted they get mutilated there's the female circumcision around the world nobody mm-hmm. stops that. but if you hurt a dick everyone's gonna hear about it the coverage so was just...
4: almost like nine eleven. i mean like every channel yes <laughs> yeah, you're right. The world stopped. I think I couldn't it ride stopped. the bus that day, and all the flags no. were at half mast. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> all the flags and were half mast, really and enough. all the penises. as I well? I could not
4: get an erection that day, but I, I was. I was. <laughs> you I were was are you okay? Are you <laughs> I tried too. No, I didn't. I how old young. were we when?
0: How old were we when this happened? It was
3: ninety three, right? Was... The trial was in ninety four. But, uh, like I
0: was 13. I will be 42 <laughs> in a week.
3: Oh yay, okay,
0: Heather. 42 whoop. and up to no good. Welcome. <laughs> now I need to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with my life because I'm 42. I have adult kids and I look fucking good.
4: Uh. Okay. Oh so gosh, fuck you. The world you. is
0: your
1: oyster. <laughs> it is. Yes. I'm
4: 42 and I have a toddler. So, you are <sighs> living the dream. All right.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you for that. That groan. Yeah.
0: Mine's about to. <laughs>
4: i had old, mine at nightmare.
0: 22 and 23 i had no idea what the fuck oh, i was wow. seeing. yeah 22 23 you were lorraine abominate i was You're so that's baby. why i can relate because i had the toxic yep. fucking husband and the kids and the american dream and like we wanted to do it all like we wanted to prove everybody wrong even though like they were right i was only married we've got married we were together five years finally said fuck it let's do this let's get married and then we divorced four months later and I he, never married him. He again. doesn't listen
3: to the podcast, does he?
0: Fuck that guy! No. <laughs> I
3: was going to say that's no, not no. An he's to the question, still plo- but... <laughs> apparently he's
0: still plotting my murder. What? Seventeen years yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah.
4: He's the worst. Serial... Let's
0: cut his dick off. Well, yes. Oh,
4: <laughs> the funny thing is, that he's not very bright because so many people know about this that if Heather ends right. up murdered, no, this is a true story. This is he showed
0: up drunk at a party and talked about how he plans to murder me.
4: Yeah. So now, um
0: this is a true story. Horrible. <laughs> and how yeah. he's like, I have a shovel in my car.
3: Twenty years after your divorce, he's still talking about it.
0: Mhm.
3: Did you take him for everything he's got? No,
0: oh. I I left in the still of the night. He, he didn't was,
4: have anything.
0: He didn't. He, he I didn't take <laughs> shit. So you just but took the kids. Five years ago, the state got involved and they took custody of the kids and he blames me. And I was like, look. Your own daughter turned you in and the state deemed you unreasonable and said, you need to go to rehab and fix your problem. And you said, fuck you and walked out. And so now I'm the asshole for his decision. I was like, motherfucker, you need to thank me for picking up these pieces. He should have cut <laughs> his dick off. Mm-hmm.
4: No, no, I'm still not on board, guys.
0: You're still not on board?
4: <laughs> <laughs> what, on cutting dicks off? So you think yeah. there's there's no excuse for cutting off somebody's dick?
0: You know how yeah. he's so fair. He's I, too I am, pure I'm for this still world. Yeah, still here he'll he'll never think it's okay to cut off a
1: dick. Uh, well, I
3: just mean, like Anthony said, why not just leave? Like, I still feel like that's the better alternative.
0: I mean, obviously, it is the better alternative. You're just too pure. Like, you will never, you will never be able to find a justification for. What if,
4: what if a man raped no, you? Would you want to cut off his dick? Oh, see, that's different. Oh, why is that different? Because <laughs> it's you. Why is that different? Yeah. So if a man rapes a woman... No, okay. He doesn't deserve to have his dick cut off, but if he raped you... Uh-oh, Connor. Uh-oh, Connor.
3: Okay, okay, okay. We're, now we're
4: getting somewhere. <laughs> you, you just
3: made this very personal. I, I, I would be... Um, <laughs> on the surface, I seem very innocent and pure, but if somebody wrongs me, I do get you know, spiteful and, sure. and uh, sure. sure, sure, And yeah, in that case I could, uh,
4: I think I know what you're saying though. I can, that, if something happens to you perso- personally, personally, you, you can, you can feel that rage, but being outside of it, yeah. you don't, you don't get there.
0: See, and it's, it's different for us women. Cause we kind of just have to like accept it and move on. Like we can't have, like she had that rage and they, sure. they vilified her and made her a mm-hmm. woman scorn,
4: which I think is a, a something that, most all women can identify with in some way and kind mm-hmm. of empathize right. with that rage,
0: like I left an abusive relationship, and everybody turned it around on me. I mean yeah, he maybe...
4: cuts in front of me in line I want to cut cut his dick off for sure you like should. I'll just I just cut dicks. that's what I'm gonna start doing. they're just dick
0: choppers over here, yeah. it's okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, comedian Martin Lawrence is one of the small number of people's banned from SNL for life. Do you guys know the reason?
3: No. No.
0: He had a rather racy 1994 monologue referencing the then-current scandal around John and Lorena Bobbitt. And in his monologue, Lawrence describes the terror of how he feels regarding the opposite sex and riffs off the experience of John Bobbitt. But Saturday Night did multiple sketches about this topic, but they banned Martin Lawrence.
4: I don't get that. Don't why? they approve his
3: monologue ahead of time and hear it in the rehearsal?
0: What about
2: his take was so bannable? Right.
4: Right. Like
0: now why, I hear this set. Why would they ban him, but yet they did multiple monologue or they did multiple skits mocking?
4: His was funnier. The, probably.
0: <laughs> well, more than likely. <laughs> Something concerns me real deeply, you know, uh, and it's crazy. Uh, and no fella has come up to me, none of the brothers, anybody, has, and act like it's concerned them as much as it has me. Um, Get to it. The <laughs> ladies in the 90s <laughs> have license to cut off the pili Packers. You yep. listened. They got license to cut your thing off, man. And this scares me, okay? Because I know women are mad in the 90s, especially white women. I mean, this is the year where they smash your knees and cutting the pillow packers off. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I feel for that man, though, man. I feel for him. Because you took his thang, man. You know what I'm saying? He can't do this. He ain't ever going to really be able to do this. You know, if you can't do this in your life, something's missing. You know what I'm saying?
3: I can see why he's banned. Well, You
0: can? I don't. I, I, I can. It, it's Oh, it, why?
3: It sounds to me like um, like maybe some people understood that she was raped and she's had enough and she did what she had to do and he's over there saying as a man i'm scared now because now women can take revenge
0: what's your take See,
2: I don't think they were that progressive then. I just think they were like, "Oh, they're talking about white man's wieners. We're gonna get canceled," and yeah, that's, that's all they cared about. It's like, oh. the, I, it was just the white dudes, I think.
4: Well, and maybe I think that. I mean, you you may know better than I, but you I, just looked up
0: Pilly Packer I never
4: heard it called. Been called he's, he's an, Urb- <laughs> called he's <before>. a, he's <laughs> an urban packer. dictionary looking up Pilly Packer <laughs> I what was, do my, I do my you
1: definitely
3: research. have to come up with creative
4: ways what, what's the to definition rename things. uh it is what martin lawrence on february 19th 1994 called the dick in his monologue is pretty much what the definition oh, okay. is. okay um, so 1994 <laughs> yeah. the, the,
0: the trial started in 1994 january i think
4: but i also hear like in the very beginning he says that he's specifically told not to talk about certain things so I'm guessing that they he had his monologue and they said, don't do that. And he did it anyway. And, and he made that his whole monologue? Yeah, exactly. Wow, okay. So, I, I mean, that's probably why he was banned because you don't. That's, yeah, you're I've right. I've heard things about Lauren Michaels and then like doing things that he doesn't want you to do he doesn't take too kindly to.
3: That, that's that got to be the right answer. It's not so much what he said or anything like that. It's the fact that we told you not to and you still did it.
4: Well, I mean, I'm sure that's probably probably why they told him not to do it. But he also just decided to do it anyway. And, you know... I think on SNL, you, you're yeah. supposed to follow the rules. I think
2: Lauren Michaels heard him call the white guys wiener small, and he's like, he's done. He I, is done forever. <laughs> no, and no SNL, you know, not a ton of diversity then. So, yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, they is, always
4: had at least one black guy, though. But I'm sure really? he had, like myself, had to oh, look Chris up what, what Pilly public. Packer was. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> so John and his brother circulated daytime talk shows, and they'd often referred to his penis as his manhood. John's brother Todd, who appeared on the Jenny Jones show with John and the entire Bobbitt clan, got an enthusiastic round of applause when he said, She did worse than kill him. She took away that thing that means the most to a man. John told Jenny that having his penis cut off was particularly terrible because he might not be able to stand by urinating.
4: Oh, well, I mean that—that that is a luxury that we have. <laughs> don't get me wrong; I, I'm a fan of my penis, but it's not my favorite thing in the world. Like this is the—it's the the dearest thing to you. You don't is your quite, dearest thing.
0: You don't, Connor. Uh,
3: if if you cut off my hand, I'd tell you that that was the dearest thing in the world. Right. i so I, I like... use
4: my hand far more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you use them together? <laughs>
4: No, but answered. it's
0: just funny how, like, men equate, you you know, their manhood and their masculinity to this body appendage. And it's just something that, like, has happened within the last few hundred years, maybe, where back in, like, the Greeks and the Romans, the, the their paintings and their sculptures all had little penises because they equated big penises to foolish impulsive men and so when you look at artwork like you know michelangelo's because they didn't
4: like black people
3: (laughs) (laughs) that might have also been it (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: well no because isn't there a a statue with with a a very blessed black man i know i've i have a picture of um a bust of a um Something that from the Roman right, area, But then all the,
4: the Romans made fun of that statue. They're like, "Look at that stupid statue with that <laughs> giant dick."
0: But I was saying, like, the Greeks and the Romans <laughs> equated like big penis to foolish men, right. and that's why most of their art, all the penises are small. That's like, why. That's why. Because, they, <laughs> you know, man, it's, it's
3: times have changed, and and the uh, and the thicker women were the uh, hot ones too, right?
0: Because they were fed and, and that fertile meant wealth and. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I feel like that should be another topic we cover where we discuss, you know, art forms, and small penises, and how did we evolve to King Kong Dong and shit like that. Imagine
3: if we were around 2,000 years ago when, uh, when bigger women were like the thing and small dicks were the thing.
0: The coverage of the Bobbitt case opened up a discussion of an apparent standoff over the subject of female victimhood. Media tended to sympathize with John Wayne Bobbitt and worry about women on the rampage while advocates attempted to refocus the debate around sexual violence. On no- November 8th, 1993, nine women and three men sat in a jury as John Wayne Bobbitt was tried for malicious assault. Rape was not charged because under Virginia law, it applies to only couples living apart or in cases where the victim suffered serious physical injury. Wow. Penny, for your thoughts.
3: Yeah, well, and no, I, th- I thought that uh, it was, suddenly now illegal to rape your wife. And it sounds like here that like you still kind of.
0: Right. They had stipulations, but since they were living, like we talked about this before where they were, they weren't living apart and he had said he wanted a divorce, which would change the, where they would fall on the whole charging of rape thing. But since they were technically living together and there was no legal divorce process going on.
3: Yeah. You could do what he wants. Yeah. Mm.
0: So Lorena testified how her husband had come home drunk, woke her, choked her, and raped her for the second time in two days. John Bobbitt could not recall whether he had sex that night. A police detective testified that at the hospital, John Bobbitt told him if he had sex with his wife, then he may have done it while he was asleep. He does those things very often. And they would only let her talk about um, things that had happened Five
2: days prior to this, but so yeah. they didn't have any kind of backstory of abuse because they were like, "Nope, yeah. only the past five days. Otherwise, it doesn't count." It was a weird
4: student. like. It seems like <laughs> the judge just kind of pulled that out of his ass, where he's like, "Anything five days prior, uh, like further than five days prior to this, is not admissible." Like, why? Yeah, like, but context is important. Yeah, if they if exactly. this has been ongoing for and, a long time,
2: and you didn't hear any context until Lorena then went on trial, right? So. It was very interesting i'm just i'm not sure if that if the judge was just able to just decide that on his own had i i i was baffled when i watched the documentary and i'm out th- of the show about it and i'm just like why five days That seems like such an arbitrary number right right that's I, actually
4: I, in the constitution about got it, got when, it. when a I penis is funny. removed <laughs> <laughs> you know I, leave I it wonder- to our founding
0: fathers to actually like put protections
3: in there for the men though
0: i think because marital rape was such a new law that nobody even knew how to navigate it and so that's why it was like okay well we don't have any rules because this is only like a month old or at this point it was six months old
4: well, that there mean, wasn't
0: really any guidelines, so he's like, "Okay, five days sounds good."
4: Then that's gaming the system because, it, in any other sense of you know of, of criminal justice, that's just ridiculous. Like, you can only go back five days to get any sort of information in this investigation. That's that's atrocious. Like, it's just so he was he was he was dropping her from the beginning, going like, "You know what? I don't want to hear anything from before." we just want to know what happened and why you cut his dick off right now. Cause
0: right. Just, how dare you? Yeah. What happened at
2: that time? <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> why would I think you, any what? statute of limitations is strange. I mean, you have a lot of that in Hollywood with the abuse against child actors and children. Yeah. And then they have these, this weird, like, Oh, don't let it hit this many years. It's like, but it still happened. Why say 20 years or whatever. And then you can't talk about it. Sometimes we're learning so much more about, about victims in that, it takes you that long to come out if you ever do but all of a sudden they're just going to slap some weird time limit on it it's still very
0: strange
4: does that make you wonder about the person who made that rule too
2: ah uh, yes it
4: does
0: <laughs> a prince william county court counselor told the court that two days before the attack lorena Bobbitt had complained of physical and sexual abuse by her husband and asked for the court's protection and after deliberating for only four hours the jury found john Bobbitt not guilty Afterwards, a juror said the jury agreed that John's lawyer, Gregory L. Murphy, the case was too circumstantial and it could not rely solely on Lorena's word. If someone had heard her scream, continued a juror, or if there had been some sort of bruising, that would have made it more substantive evidence.
3: Wow. So they just don't believe her at all, huh?
0: Right. Because there is no bruising. Physical
3: evidence. Yeah.
0: Uh. Right. Even though this happened months before.
2: Yeah. They tried to say that she cut her own underwear that they had some kind of forensics come in and they were like we can definitely tell that this was a
0: cut and she works at a nail salon so boom oh my god yes you know it will be two months before lorena's trial begins Meanwhile, appetites for the sensational were being well-fed. Shock-chock Howard Stern unwisely adopted John Way into his pack of mitfits, oddballs, and human punchlines. He put John Bobbitt on New Year's Eve telethon to raise money on behalf of John, complete with an oversized penis, bloody phallus, and a tract donation. And during the five-hour program, Stern aired dramatic reenactments of the infamous incident, which playfully depicted John as a victim and made no mentions of the accusations against him. The program reportedly garnered $260,000 in donations, which went towards John's medical and legal bills.
3: I remember that my parents bought that on uh, it was pay-per-view. It was like a live um, pay-per-view <laughs> special. <laughs>
2: A family event. Let's sit right. down Oh no, no, no. It
3: wasn't for us. They went upstairs and watched it and we
4: were downstairs watching Dick Clark. <laughs>
1: a lot of
3: dicks watched. I know.
4: This is yeah. a lot of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so they're a part of that two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's at least forty bucks, yeah. That's wow. That's... <laughs> so
0: um I'm gonna disappoint your parents and tell you that Bobbit filed for chapter eleven bankruptcy in nineteen ninety three and All of his medical debt was discharged, leaving only his legal expenses to be paid Mm -hmm. from future earnings. So all the care he got at the hospital, which was a small hospital, basically didn't get paid for his surgery.
4: And that surgery must have been really expensive. Like really expensive nine and a half hours yeah you think about like how much you get your your insurance gets charged for things um reattaching a penis and never having done that surgery before and it being nine and a half hours so
0: throughout his whole career he's made six about six million dollars the doctors in the hospital never got paid wow i know isn't that's kind of like insidious right like that's kind of yeah
3: you would think that he would at least give them a tip what a motherfucker. <laughs> I <don't know>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> What a son of a bitch. Like, he makes he all right. this money, but he, he doesn't like give any of it money. to the doctors that no? reattached his penis.
0: That basically gave him his manhood back. On brand for him. On right. Brand. S- <laughs> Stir- <laughs> I'm so upset Stir- with this guy. What's your opinion?
3: Oh, uh, on John Bobbitt yeah. so, you so just, far? You never chop off a dick. <sighs> I, I, I still don't like it, <laughs> but. But I have to be honest, I changed my mind a little bit when you guys turned around and said, how would you like it if somebody raped you? All of a sudden, my, my blood
4: started to boil. you <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking chop that guy's dick off.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. It, yeah it, of it, it, it almost made a little bit more sense.
4: <laughs>
3: I never thought about yeah. it like that.
0: That's what we do here. So Stern, who firmly took a side of Lorena's husband, John, would go on to make several more outrageous remarks about Lorena's life her looks and her behavior and even going as far as saying i don't even buy he was raping her she's not that great looking
3: that sounds like something a former president might say uh, yes
0: yeah well he, a former president <laughs> has Obama. said stuff oh. like <laughs> i know
3: about sexual assault <laughs> no, right, like i didn't <laughs> oh yeah well, there was a woman that accused him of uh, sexual assault and he says yeah, why would I sexually assault her? Look at her. Mm-hmm.
0: She's got a horse face or something. So, yeah. Was it Stormy?
3: No, it was it was an older woman. Oh, uh, on, a, on an airplane. Yeah.
0: I I mean, we we covered Stormy, and I think he said some disparaging things about her. So years later, Howard Stern even paid for a penis enlargement surgery in 1996.
3: Wait, Howard Stern paid for that?
0: Howard Stern paid for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. People Magazine made the Bobbits its cover story and devoted five full pages of the same issue to the bobbits the trial of lorena bobbitt on a felony charge of maliciously wounding her husband opened january 10th 1994 lorena's criminal trial was broadcasted into america's living room on court tv hooking the nation on courtroom dramas for six months until oj climbed into his white bronco i remember that Autographs of John Bobbitt's T-shirts were selling for twenty-five dollars, and all proceeds going to his defense fund. A restaurant offered the Bobbitt special: a hot dog with French fries. Cut.
3: At this point, he had already like gotten off, though. What, what did he need a defense fund? He was on the offense now, right? A-
0: I mean, the lawyers had to make sure they were getting paid, so when they filed the Chapter Eleven paperwork for him, yeah, they
3: put an exemption. <laughs> they were for like, the "Fuck Lule. you,
0: doctors." <laughs> So the trial of Lorena Bobbitt on felony charges of maliciously wounding her husband opened January 10th, 1994. Seven women and five men occupied the jury.
3: Okay, seeing more female representation here.
0: On the stand, Sean denied he had raped his wife just before the attack. Lorena, he says, had tried to initiate sex when he returned from drinking with a friend, but was too tired to initiate and fell asleep. And when he turned, he said, I was bleeding. It hurt really bad. I just thought, you know, she grabbed me. She just pulled it out of my body.
1: <laughs>
3: that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Right.
0: Like, that, that sounds like the words of an articulate man. Like, it, I, yeah. it bled. It and hurt. totally sober. Not right. drunk at all. Right. Drunk at all. <laughs> <laughs> Defense witnesses testified to John boasting that he enjoyed brutal sex with women, repeatedly hit his wife, pulled her hair, and threw her against the wall. And I should also say that some of these witnesses were his own friends. Whoa! Most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he opened up to them,
2: saying what he would do to his wife, and that he liked to, just like Heather was saying, hurt and and bleed, and even if she didn't want it, he would force himself on there. So thus admitting to his friends that he enjoyed raping.
3: Wow, who shares wife. that with their friends? Ah, it's
4: just locker room talk. Right? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Good point.
0: Lorena's defense traced the disintegration of the Bobbitts' marriage, the increasing violence and John Bobbitt's use of what she called Marine Corps torture techniques, which included twisting her legs so severely that she was hospitalized. Ah, In in cross-examinations, Lorena testified that she did not remember severing John's penis. Only when she found it in her hand while driving away, she said, did she realize what she had done.
3: Mm, That's a very common uh, criminal defense. If you don't remember doing it, if you've like blacked out,
0: Do you, I, I kind of rage. feel like, yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, it could be How about possible.
2: now, Connor? Are we okay <laughs> right? with dick cutting now after we hear about John Wayne Bobbit?
3: <laughs> Getting there. He's, he seems like a dick to put, uh, for lack of a better word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Assistant Commonwealth Attorney Mary Grace O'Brien retorted by quoting Lorena's police statement. He always had an orgasm, and he doesn't wait for me to have an orgasm. It said, he's selfish. I don't think it's fair. So I pulled back the sheets, and then I did it.
3: Yeah, she should not have said that. That's the equivalent of, like, she gets raped repeatedly and and bruised, and then when uh, the police are questioning her, she said uh, he drank the last of the milk and ate the Rice Krispies. You know, it's like, don't mention the stuff that's not the actual reason.
0: Right, but she, like we, we talked about, she didn't. She didn't know what was happening. This wasn't her first language. She just she doesn't know the American judicial system. She didn't have any representation in the room with her. Yeah. She,
3: they definitely should have told her that she had the right to an attorney, but that I don't know, if she shouldn't have said that.
0: A defense psychiatrist testified that Lorena suffered a brief reactive psychosis. And after six hours of deliberation, the jury concluded that Lorena Barrett was temporarily insane when she cut off her husband's penis. It found her not guilty of all criminal charges, said a male member of the jury. We just didn't believe John Bobbitt.
3: That's good. Yeah.
0: Under state law, Lorena underwent five weeks of psychiatric examination in a mental hospital and was released. After the trial, the attention to John's penis has garnered and the subsequent evolution into the porn star and made him the world's biggest celebrity amputee. John embarked on a 40-city tour, which he made an appearance on talk shows ranging from The Jenny Jones Show, Geraldo, and previously mentioned Howard Stern Show. He did make multiple attempts after the trial to get back with Lorena by showing up at her work, writing her love letters. Lorena said it was an attempt to control her and the narrative, and Lorena wanted no part, but John also denies this. So she cuts his dick off, and he still wants to get back with her.
3: Speaking of, he became the world's most famous amputee, Guess what happened just a few months ago? He had to get his toes amputated. He did? Mm-hmm.
0: why? Oh, diabetes?
3: Um, do you guys want to see some graphic pictures of his toes?
0: I've already seen this fucking hot dog Ew. penis.
3: Like they were going to amputate his yeah. whole foot, but basically um, he suffers from neuropathy and he didn't That's know probably, that his toe was probably, fractured. He probably has diabetes then.
2: John, not
0: a good life, John. No.
3: <laughs> John uh-huh.
0: hasn't made good choices. He's a millionaire. No, he's not!
3: Oh, well, he's bankrupt now, but he made a lot of money.
0: That kind of stuff doesn't bother me because I've worked in a hospital for so long that this is like, oh, cool. I do exams on those things, and like it's the smell that gets me because I can smell that photo. Howard Stern paid for John to get a penis enlargement surgery from Dr. Mel Rosenstein, who botched the enlargement surgery. no yeah wah, wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> So by the way, the good doctor, also known as Dr. Dick, apparently over 90 percent of his patients were having horrible problems after his penis enlargement procedure and when he heavily advertised and lied about it, he was sued many times around 96 and he had to give up his medical license.
3: What do you call him the good doctor known as Dr. Dick. <laughs>
0: so do you want to know what the procedure was really
3: a bad doctor yeah.
0: So he would transfer fat from around the shaft of the penis, mm-hmm. and then um, he also had to release the the penis from the pelvic bone, and then would transfer the the fat transfer that he would put like from the penis. I wouldn't even know there would make it difficult for sexual intercourse. So when there was thrusting, the fat would like slide yeah. down towards oh the pelvic God. bone. <laughs>
4: That shouldn't happen. Well, well, thank goodness for me, my, you know, my dick is quite skinny. So there's not a lot of...
0: <laughs> so it sounds like
2: it wa—it didn't have anything to do with the blood. After all, he needed the wiener enlargement. You know?
3: Right, so right. Whole, well, he
0: just was a little guy. Well, you,
3: you lose some um, length when you have to sew it together.
0: I mean, he probably did lose some length.
3: And lost. I'm sure the nerves didn't all connect successfully.
0: In 2016, a doctor actually repaired his penis and it had to take out the fat with a small incision from the the base and then drain out all the fat that had been transferred from one place to the other. So this man is just not having... Good luck with this. Oh my God. He it's
2: doesn't... like too much time on his penis. Like yeah. spend this much time on cancer research or something like right. we've spent way too much money and resources on John Wayne Bobbitt's wasted dick. You know? <laughs> right? like, not worth it.
0: He doesn't use it correctly. Uh... Let it go. <laughs> so John also attempted to try his hand at music and he formed a rock band and boldly named it severed parts in hopes of generating some money to pay off his growing medical and legal bills. That we find out he doesn't pay the medical bills. The band failed and ultimately disbanded. And he even released his own song, My Dingling, which was a parody of Chuck Berry's song My Dingling.
4: My Dingling, Slice Dingling. Why did she cut off My dingling
1: So I went right. to the hospital. The doctors and nurses. Fuck, make it stop! Ball. Make, <laughs> it, stop. make it stop! I th- make it stop! I thought that was
3: Jolene singing in the background. When <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's really getting into this. I know. I was Jolene
2: like, you know, know this song? <laughs> no, don't you guys? Wasn't there another ding dingaling song? It Was like my dingaling, yeah, that's the your one. I want you to play with my ding dingaling. Yeah, that was is the that Chuck Berry one. So, yeah. th- so he that's said the one. I want you to play with my. D- I thought someone remade it
3: um no, no he, chuck he did Barry. no chuck berry did he, he's it's basically uh dingling is like the name of his like uh christmas present and so he's like hey i got like oh. this toy it's uh actually we talked about ding-ling. this in yeah. our music and sexuality mm-hmm. episode yes, yes we to, did
0: to lead, and i think oh this my song gosh, was you like, guys are so smart <laughs> we try we just make it really well
3: <laughs> yeah this bobbit version of the song is pretty l- lousy though
0: well, yeah. oh yeah yeah Okay, so John was arrested in May 1994, less than a year following the incident with Lorena. And after his then-fiancé, a 21-year-old former exotic dancer named Christina Elliott, told police that John had grabbed her and pushed her during an argument, John, then 27, was ultimately sentenced to 15 days in jail for misdemeanor domestic battery. And a few months later, John was convicted again of domestic battery against Elliott and sentenced to 30 days in jail.
3: Oh, he can't just like...
0: So he's establishing a pattern. And well, what we learned with Cosby is patterns matter. Yeah. Bobbitt and five other co-defendants, two of which were his cousins, were among 10 people accused of taking more than $140,000 worth of clothing from a store in 1997. And at least two store employees also were implicated in the theft at the hub. He took a P-deal. Plea deal. Plea <laughs> deal. <laughs> I think you got it right the first time. He,
3: definitely a he took a
2: P-deal.
0: <laughs> You know, I don't understand
3: these guys. Like him and O. J. Simpson, like when you're high profile,
4: stop doing the other petty crimes.
0: Oh yes, that's right. Well, he did. I forgot about that.
4: Again, I think it has something to do with power, yeah. getting away with it. Yeah, you feel no invincible. One can stop me. Blah, 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 blah.
0: At one point, he even made some cash autographing steak knives.
4: how much would would you you pay for a
0: john bobbit steak knife
4: she should get the steak knife deal yeah yeah, he is he has appropriated the the steak knife deal yes stealing from women
2: men stealing from women
4: horrible he had the better publicist this is sharp enough to cut my own dick off (laughs) so
0: let's see he started a band he's done porn he's selling steak knives he's beaten up his girlfriend. He's also stolen a bunch of clothes from a clothing store.
3: He has a terrible album of music. His right? foot's falling off. He's, he's, well,
0: that's now. He's,
3: yeah. he's getting uh, friendly with uh, Howard Stern in this big uh, telethon, raising hundreds of thousands of dollars.
0: That, yeah. He's making out on this. Perhaps the most memorable, however, Bobbitt starred in two adult films, both of which of his headline-making penis. A story goes, he happened to meet adult film star Ron Jeremy at the Playboy Mansion, and not long after the trial ended, it was Jeremy who pitched the idea that he would eventually be lead to a porn in 1994. John Wayne Bobbitt, uncut. And a second film, Frankenpenis.
4: Those are great titles. Isn't uh, Ron Jeremy in jail for, for rape right now?
0: He's having some legal issues for sexual assault, yeah.
4: He's another example of somebody who's banged thousands of
3: women, and then he's still got to go for the non-consensual sex.
0: You almost said consensual. I did. (laughs) I I have a hard
4: time believing any sex with Ron Jeremy is consensual. Me too, me
0: too. Everybody's got their
4: price. Yeah, yeah. So, aye, aye, aye. So, I don't know. I don't know if anybody has enough money for that.
3: This answers the question, though. It wasn't Bobbitt who decided I'm gonna go get into porn with this uh, broken ass dick. This is somebody else who said, you know what?
4: As a veteran in the porn industry, I bet we can totally exploit you. Of course. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's smart enough or, or savvy enough to be like, I'm gonna make money this way. I think he was he was taken advantage of. Oh, so um, you think
3: the steak knife deal also came from the steak knife company? No, that's
4: probably one of his dumbass <laughs> brothers who's like, let's sell steak knives.
0: So, for to sure. answer your question, yes, he was exploited, and yes, he got screwed out of a lot of money for oh, the porn. Really? So, yes, that did happen. I can't say I'm sad for him. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. So, in 1997, Jeremy introduced John to Dennis Hoff, owner of the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, the very same Nevada brothel. There, Bobbit worked as a greeter, and according to Hoff, The gig wasn't exactly the right fit and he was fired and rehired several times
4: okay who's seen who's seen the show cat house on hbo with the moonlight bunny ranch Um, no i don't think i've seen that show i've never seen an episode where john wayne bobbit was was a greeter at a brothel but can you just imagine the scene of like walking into (laughs) a brothel and the person who who meets you at the door is john wayne bobbit like (laughs) (laughs) would you stay in that brothel (laughs) yeah it's like a
2: man's greatest fear according to these documentaries and these men um, staring at them when they're supposed to be at a place of arousal that's right. a weird dichotomy <laughs> or maybe
4: it was like hey guys your dicks will be safe in here, <laughs> if I'm here you know what I wonder though what if it had
3: been the other way around what if lorena Bob ended up being at the uh, bunny ranch greeting people would that be kind
4: of hot or would that you know be
0: I feel like men would fetishize her and yeah. they would yes. they would definitely be
4: do we have any any sort of information on her being fetishized at all? Like people are calling her or being obsessed with her or anything like that? There's got to be guys Um, that are in the S&M that, uh, she
0: has made some comments about where like people have come up to her and has said like, Oh, can I get your picture because my father is in love with you or something. So Hmm. I do feel like that she would be fetishized in some way, shape or form. I mean, interesting that the, woman
2: who chopped someone's dick off is the most sane person in the story. Like, turned out the yeah, best.
4: Crazy, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> the, wow.
3: the only one in the story yeah. that was legally temporarily insane.
0: Right. Yeah. So November 1999, at the age of 32, this time John was arrested for harassing an ex-girlfriend, adult film star Desiree. She was a 19-year-old escort at the brothel where he worked at his greeter. She got an apartment with John in New York and he reacted violently when she later wanted to leave. And he had her name taken off the list. She said, and this is where like he hung her outside the window. What? Like he had, she had to like play dead to escape. Wow. Like it was violent. So accusations of domestic abuse would follow John into the 21st century. He was arrested multiple times in the early 2000s for allegedly hitting his then-wife, Joanna Farrell. The trouble between John and his third wife continued when she accused him twice in 2005 of pushing her to the ground during two separate arguments. Most recently, however, he's been devoting his time to hunting for literal treasure. He's searching for a treasure chest that millionaire Forrest Fenn is said to have buried in the Rockies. He said this in an interview with 2020, and he believes that he's going to find it and be invited to the White House to meet President Trump
3: wait that's his goal All right. that was his goal he's All gonna right. find his...
2: he was definitely at the insurrection like there's no <laughs> way
0: this dude <laughs> he was waddling fair. around right like he wants to go and he wants to find this chest so he can get the invitation invitation to go see president trump and then he wants to express his thank and support like in the move in the the docu-series they show his license plate that says trump
3: get the fuck out wow. i swear
0: to fuck i swear hey so, wow
3: so you know, what Martin Lawrence said about, um, you know, women today, they could they could just do this. They could just cut your... Pellie uh, Packer. Pilly, thank you. I was trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, knowing that every man is now scared that women can do this, how is he not scared? How is he continuing to beat his... And, you know, sexually assault his girlfriends and wives.
0: Because he benefited from it. He yeah, didn't know, really like, learn a lesson. He if anything, he was taught that this was okay, this is what happened, my dick got cut off, and now he's getting rewarded by Howard Stern and she was being villainized and yeah, and
4: it's so crazy. He that- never
0: repercussion
3: I would sleep with one eye open. No pun one intended. One eye open. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they,
4: in the first episode, too, they, they really make him seem so innocent in all of this, like
1: they
4: that, you know, every time there was a domestic abuse call, it was because of her, her mother, told them that she was hitting john all of this stuff happened in the first episode and i'm like what the fuck is going on like it seems like the the hothead of this is is lorena but i'm sure it's like like, tiger king though yeah they kind of paint this this like this is what america was getting this is everything that we were being told but this is what is really going on because he continues to keep fucking with people all throughout his life. And mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah. his fucking foot is falling off.
2: <laughs> Seriously. It's like the moral of the story, believe women. Because if they just would have believed her in the first case, mm-hmm. maybe he wouldn't be able to be such a reoffender throughout his life. And unfortunately, right. they villainized her when he was the real predator and perpetrator.
4: Yep,
0: so. yep. It's almost like, what if this happened now? What would happen?
4: I, well, I'm such a when it comes to the what would happen now, I'm such a pessimist. I think the same shit still happens. Yeah, but yeah, maybe maybe we come to the reality of it more quickly. I don't hopefully. know. Yeah, I think in the post Me Too movement, though, I, I feel like I, st- I still think our knee jerk reaction is, is 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 you know blame the victim.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. prove it. Prove it. Prove it! Prove it! Like the victims yeah. always have to prove everything, instead of the guilt or the accused having to prove their innocence, the victims have to. Right. shit, We walk
4: in here even... a little bit naysay. I mean, come yeah. on. And we... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And we consider ourselves a little further. Uh, you you know... guys are very
0: progressive as yeah, men.
4: Exactly. We're pretty woke.
2: And when he was raping his wife, I don't even think we talked about this, but it wasn't just vaginal rape. He oh, like that's... anally raped her, and it was talked about quite. Graphically and how she never agreed to anal sex with him, and every occasion of anal was rape, and he almost used it like a threat, like I can do this to you, I yeah, will do this to right. you, to the point where she was bleeding and hurt. So now, Connor, what do you think? I'm <laughs> <to>? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah.
4: You're right. He's he's. Dude, I want to chop every guy named John's dick. Right? Off. No, I'm just kidding. Anybody I'm surprised more, more women aren't chopping dicks
2: off. We've been dealing with this our whole lives. So I, I have, should have a collection of dicks by now. You know what? I
4: think scissors is the way to go. Though I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with kitchen scissors. No. You do know that like know. that
0: scene from the very first candy man where the little boy got his penis cut off in the bathroom has still traumatized me.
4: I've never that seen was that was in a movie. movie. I've never seen yeah. the movie candy man. Candy
0: the very first candyman a little boy in the 90s? got his penis yeah, cut off. There's a little boy and then... I don't remember. For the first Candyman, um, they, there's the bathroom and then this little boy goes and then they don't, they're, they just show him in blood holding his crotch and they talk about Aww. how, yeah. And I've been traumatized since that, but I made my 12 year old nephew watch it with me. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <gosh>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause he likes to watch like, like when I fly out to Connecticut to visit them, like he likes to watch old scary movies. Like, and I'm like, all right, let me show you from when I was a kid. And his mom's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And so we're like Candyman. <laughs> Go big, go hard. (laughs) So Lorena has kept a relatively low profile. She became a U.S. citizen in the summer of 94. Her divorce from John was finalized in 1995, and she accepted some money and some appearances in South America, but rejected a $1 million offer to pose for Playboy. She earned a living working as a cosmetologist and then an administrative assistant and then a real estate agent and she changed her last name back to her maiden name Gallo. And while attending Northern Virginia Community College after her trial, Lorena met David Bellinger. The two were friends before a romantic relationship developed. She had a daughter who was born in 2005 and though Lorena has sometimes referred to Bellinger as her husband, she opted not to marry him. Lorena has created an organization to help victims of domestic violence and their children, and to raise awareness to the issue, which will be our charity for this episode. And we'll put the links in the comments below.
4: Did we uh, skip some parts? Yeah, I was. I only say, skipped the part where he was or, an well, ordained
0: minister. That's it's not old, important.
4: Me and him have that in common. We're both. You're uh, an, an
0: ordained minister. I'm an
4: ordained minister of the Universal Life Church. So you know oh shit so oh, are you.
0: Oh. the one part i decide Dude. to skip because i'm like oh it's not important they're all both fucking universal
4: ordained ministers. yeah anthony I, and i are both I'm ordained i'm technically by
0: the- one too yeah. i've married well before yeah,
4: yeah. married
0: like just, three couples
4: i think so. that that's yeah. actually I'm just the only what,
0: one that's not ordained yeah
4: if you're uh, a minister <laughs> in the universal life church watch your dicks yeah, say. <laughs> I did this back in the 90s, too.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: So victim blaming and shaming were all too present when Lorena Bobbitt first revealed her story. Tabloids can't go back in time and make up for the way they trashed her, but everyone now can listen to her story and learn from the past. Domestic violence remains a common and underreported problem, but huge stripes have been made since the early 90s. The rate of serious intimate partners' violence, rape, or sexual assault, robbery, or aggravated assault against women have declined 72% from 1994 to 2011, according to the Bureau of Justice. One in 10 women have been raped by an intimate partner, and data is unavailable for male victims. Almost half of females, 46.7%, and males, 44.9%, victims of rape in the United States were raped by an acquaintance. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're like, well, that's depressing. Well, (laughs) Well, That's pretty heavy. (laughs)
3: That's just how we're ending it now, huh? uh, The most rapes are done by someone you know. I'm never having an intimate partner again. Because they're not
0: worth (laughs) it. Define intimate partner.
3: You've still got acquaintances, buddy. Uh, Yeah. What? Nobody's safe. (laughs)
0: But the good takeaway
3: is
2: that look at all the good Lorena Bobbitt did, you know, this awful situation she went on. Also, this is not only like a women empowerment, believe all women, but also um, advocating for immigration because this piece of shit was born here. And we had someone immigrate here and she still chose a better life in a better way and helping out the world, you know.
0: So, hey, making a difference. Right. (laughs) And we're going to change the narrative on Lorena and we started doing that with Connor.
3: Yeah, well, it's um.
0: Yes.
3: John Wayne Bobbitt is a real dickhead. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh
0: huh.
3: <laughs> but she kind of sucks too.
0: Why? Because well, because she she.
3: No, I I want to hear this. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, why? I didn't think I'd have to explain myself. Why but... would
4: you, Why would you think you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have to explain that?
3: <laughs> just like you, his brother said, it's you like still she, don't forgive she, her she, for cutting. She could she could have just killed them. <laughs>
1: That's why. It might have been better off yeah, okay. that way. Yeah. She, yes. Um, you know,
3: okay. This is like the story of um, I read a story about these uh, border patrol agents mm-hmm. that um, uh, had shot somebody uh, trying to illegally cross the border, and uh, the person survived and was able to sue them, and they later said, "You know what? If we shot this person and killed them, he wouldn't have." had a story to tell you know like it would have been case closed mm-hmm. but because the the guy survived he was able to sue the government for tons of money and okay. so i think in this case had she killed him it would have been like it, it, well I like know, i know. said in the, the beginning about this. yeah yeah
0: like i said in the beginning had she killed him she would not have become a household name yeah right. you're right but right. because of what she did yeah <sighs> okay I, i'm smart sometimes so <sighs>
3: let me ask you guys oh, something yeah. Obviously, we don't like the idea of villainizing Lorena Bobbitt, right? Because she was a victim of something too, but is she a hero? <sighs> uh, are we making a hero out of her? Because that sounds to me like no, you guys are. I would say are.
2: she was just put in a situation that is horrendous. Survivor. And, uh, you know, she's a survivor. Yeah, she did what she needed to do to survive in that moment. And none of us know unless we've been in that situation how horrible that must have been for her and what her mind must have been after being abused for that long. I mean, his own friends came forward and said he admitted to doing these awful things to mm-hmm. her. So, um, no, I don't think she's a hero. I think she's a survivor. I think she's made uh, a life of helping people um, after everything that went on with her. While well, her husband just made his life about his selfish dick. Right. that he didn't deserve in the first place
0: because he didn't use it correctly. She didn't exploit herself. In fact, she didn't even move out of Manassas, Virginia. She still lives there. She still wow. lives in that town.
4: I kind of see her as like the Robin Hood of genitalia. I think, you know, she's just- <laughs> I, I guess so. Stole it well, and then gave it to the people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Stolen
2: from <Yeah>. the <laughs> I mean, she even told them where it was. Yeah, exactly. She, you know, took good care of it. I mean, right. really, not at all a monster. But had the justice system worked and had they locked him up, it could have saved a lot of other women, yeah. um, you know, from suffering. And it could have saved a lot of these doctors from having to do pro bono work when they didn't sign up for pro bono work.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> clever. <laughs> We'll get this, too. Would we have penis reattachment surgery if it wasn't for Lorraine Bobbitt?
0: I, I honestly, oh, yeah. like one of the things yeah. I Googled when I was searching this was how many penis reattachment surgeries have there been? I didn't get that answer. And that's how I came across the girl who put her husband's penis in the garbage disposal. When I typed that ducks. in, the, I got,
4: I, it took me straight to Pornhub. <laughs>
0: wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about the... um? The first story you were talking about, about the women in the '70s in, in
3: Thailand, it was in
2: Thailand with the duck. Yeah, was 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 there any penis reattachment? Like a duck was
0: like, no thanks, I don't like that guy. <laughs> you know, and they got it back. I believe there was four out of the eighteen that they were able to try. I, th- I believe That's it was weird. four. But
3: I think they still had zero successes.
0: I yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were able to reattach it, but was it functional? Is another. Yeah. Is another thing. So.
4: I have a new kind of respect for ducks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Anthony keeps pulling up the picture of the severed penis, and I don't know if anybody's seen it, but I'm going to describe it as the Franks and SpaghettiOs, like when you get a bowl of SpaghettiOs it with the Franks in like, it. Like, it looks like those sauce Franks.
4: sauce looks like spaghetti, sauce too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, the Lorena Gallo Foundation is going to be our charity for this episode. Their mission is to expand domestic violence and sexual assault prevention education, emergency responses and resources, and community engagement activities that will improve outcomes for survivors and their children. This is going to be the charity of of this episode. It was started by Lorena herself. Um, If you give a donation, just go ahead and send us the receipts and we will match what you send and jolene you joined us and you're here and i'm so happy yeah thank, thank, you, you. thank for... you so much for having me guys tell this us all so your fun. socials and where to um, find, you, can find you
2: on social media at jolene lunzer um on
0: twitter instagram and TikTok, and also on youtube feel free to subscribe to my channel we'll have people subscribe and we'll definitely link that in our show notes and we'll definitely tag it on everything we we promote for, our, for this so episode. And is there anything else you would like to add for us? Nope, just believe
2: women. That's all. Thanks, yeah. guys. <laughs> that's a good one. Cool. Well, thanks believe for us. joining
3: us, Jolene. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: I think that's it because I've already got so many books. I don't need any more books.
4: <laughs> okay, you, you have a closer. Our uh, listeners send books. No, no, just uh, thank you for listening and watch your dicks out there. Just don't be don't be a dick out there. How about that? That's better. Don't like watch that. your dicks. It doesn't. They don't do very much.
0: Be a good dick and give us a five star review.
4: Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, leave your reviews. All right, Connor loves reviews. I love reviews. All right, and he loves five stars. So give them up.
0: Five star friendly.